0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Problem Busters. Hi, Ollie, How are you? I'm all right, mate. And yourself? I'm good. Thank you very much.
1: Still working from home? Uh, Still keeping out of trouble?
0: Yes, yes. um, Half of that. So I am working from home. The trouble part, I'm not too sure. (laughs) (laughs) Moving house during (laughs) lockdown. That was uh, a bit of excitement, maybe. It is very exciting and very stressful, very stressful. Did you really uh, do it without
1: a removal van?
0: Yes. A lot of rallies, a lot of rallies, Uh, you know, trying to pin down a delivery person during, uh, was it a stage four lockdown? Uh, I think isn't probably the best idea, but uh, managed to get it done 50 times or more. (laughs) And and you're comfortable living in a sea of boxes, I understand. Yes, (laughs) yes, living out of boxes. It's the way of the future, I'm telling you. Unlimited storage. (laughs) Cool. So uh,
1: we have a guest today, don't we? We sure do. So, just like to welcome to the show, Ben Musio. Welcome, my friend.
2: Hey guys, how you doing?
1: Really well, thanks. Thanks for coming on. And uh, just a little bit of introduction. So, you work in professional um, services in the city, right? In London City. And uh, how would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll we'll move into the topic for today.
2: Yeah, um so yeah, Ben, thanks. Uh Ollie, you and I used to work together. Uh, that's how we uh, met. Jonathan, this is the first time meeting you, uh virtually. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be <laughs> in the new world. <laughs> um virtual handshake. There you go, we'll do that as well. Um but yeah, um just essentially as you say, Ollie, uh, you know, Scottish accent living in Sussex, just not far away from Brighton. Uh Italian father, uh West Indian mother, uh and um yeah currently, you know, just working away, you know, working from home, working in as you say, professional services. Specifically I'm a tax advisor. Um uh, yeah, so you know, not much else <laughs> to talk about other than that, really, at that point. There's quite a lot of things to unpack there, but I'm sure we'll do go through that later on. Yeah,
1: sounds good. And and what's the problem that you'd like to discuss today?
2: Um yes, yeah, so I think it's really about working from home and staying healthy during this quite unprecedented time
1: really and and certainly yes i i understand that the who was it the national statistics the office for national statistics report that in the uk in january uh, so this month adults staying at home and only leaving for work exercise or essential shopping is now 65 percent the highest proportion since the first lockdown last year and don't i know it my fiance likes to joke that I'm not allowed out during daylight hours. <laughs> this is a different world, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it's an incredibly different world, um, and it's it's, inter- it's been interesting. Um, I suppose for me, I've found that I don't know if I should say this is quite controversial, so I don't want to make it very controversial. But I haven't. Lockdown has The Scottish been that, menace, uh, Jonathan. I I wouldn't wouldn't say that. Lockdown hasn't been that bad (laughs) for me, right? Um, I'm, I don't know, I I might be quite, come across as quite social, but I quite like my own space. I'm very much quite happy to be on my own or, you know, in a room on my own. I do obviously have a partner and a dog and obviously spend time together. And some friends. And, and, And friends as well, which I haven't seen in a while other than video chat. Ollie, uh, <laughs> or, during a, or during a call, walking the dog whilst you're, in, you're on the beach walking as well. But I think I think generally it's been an interesting one, but actually other people that I know and, you know, have interacted with either, you know, through work or friends have found it really difficult um, just because of that forced isolation and that ability, inability to have choice, which is, I think, the big thing that people don't, um, you know, that people want. You know, they want that choice of being able to go outside and do what they want, or staying indoors. So uh, everyone, everyone's a bit different during this pandemic, really. Mm. Mm. So,
1: before we get into the, the health side of things, um, you've done a bit of sport in your life, haven't you? Mm. I've done a do bit, you, yeah. Do you think that that set you up to an extent in terms of being able to, to look after your, your diet and your well-being?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. Right, so, I, 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 what I'll say is this. I have found lockdown, as I said, it's been okay for me, right, because I'm actually an introvert, although I come across as somebody who's a bit more extroverted. However, I enjoy my food. Ridiculous, you know, it's just ridiculous for me. I love food. And Just Eat has become my best friend during lockdown. I'm going to have to be honest. Um, my wife and I have been looking at, obviously, budgeting and just, you know, saving, just just saving. We've just been using, you know, saving during lockdown, which is what we've been trying to do, be responsible. But especially the first lockdown, you know, it was just so easy for me to, like, click on the app. Yep, I'm going to order a pizza, order this, order that, and that'll be me, right? Now, I have had no routine, I suppose, other than working and i suppose we'll unpack this a little bit later um, of the impact of you know uh, lockdown and things that are working from home but i found that because i didn't have to put a suit on uh, because i didn't have to fit (laughs) into a suit um, because I didn't really have to keep up appearances as such i regressed a little bit uh you know psychologically and essentially emotionally as well in some respects where i just decided to just have no routine and just thought effort I don't know if I can swear on this podcast so I won't, um, and thought, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna enjoy myself, I'm gonna order this, I'm gonna have this, and up until lockdown, I actually, you know, I drink, but I didn't actually drink very often. I can go months without drinking, weeks without drinking, you know, without an issue. Um, I'd have a bottle of whiskey, being Scottish, obviously, it's obligatory for me to have one in the house, and um, obviously wouldn't touch it, maybe for a, six months, right? Beginning of lockdown, tried to be good. And then I just thought, eh, I'm a bit bored. I'm going to have a glass of something. And my wife picked up on it and she's like, you don't really drink that often. What's going on? And I was just like, well, you know, I just, why not? There's not much else to do, which was a really, really bad mindset to get myself into. So, Ollie, very long-winded way of saying, yes, I think sport has been good with structure and kind of introduces a structure to your life. But when that structure is taken away, you have to then bring that back and try and, you know, have that mental fortitude to be able to bring yourself out of that rut that you're in at the moment and for me i'm now starting a year later to get out of it but it's been a long way uh long term coming really
1: yeah and you got yourself a dog during lockdown didn't you was that part of it
2: did i get a dog I, no i've I, had a dog i know I've, i thought, a little, I thought, I thought the dog
1: came the dog. during lockdown
2: no 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 she's she's been a part of our life since the beginning of our relationship yeah good good old age Ten years, eleven years now. Hell, I see. Yeah. I see. or longer.
1: <laughs> perhaps, perhaps the walking of the dog just became more of a feature of the day, right?
2: It was it, uh, to be honest. If you walk a dog at lunchtime, was something I never obviously could do, right? So that was wonderful. The dog would usually go with my wife to work. My wife um, is, is a vet, so she could take her dog. You know, she could take her dog to work and it would be okay. So the dog having me at home was. Quite interesting. She always thought it was a weekend, first of all, um, so it was constant walks and everything else. But she, you know, for me, it was actually quite nice to get out um, and just go a walk at lunchtime, even just for half an hour. Get out gives me a chance to get outside. And then at the time of the first lockdown and during the summer, it was nice weather, so you you were more inclined to go and do something like that. I think it's a lot more difficult now. Um, obviously, taking a dog walk is something you have to do anyway, but. You know, I think you, you'd enjoy it a bit more uh, during that time. You were a bit more motivated, I think. Hmm. Do you have much sport
1: in your background, Jonathan? I don't know. Oh, um, not much.
0: I was pretty, I was. I guess I was kind of an all rounder. Uh, played a bit of cricket, but I was really uh, badminton in secondary school as part of the team. Um, so, yeah, I, I really liked badminton, but I was pretty much all round I used to play football almost every Friday religiously. <laughs> and nice uh yeah and um but yeah no a uh, bit of a pool as well so doing That's that. from... uh like no it's you mean... like um as it the old table table top pool so do you consider, or, do you or or do you consider that a sport <laughs> Uh, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's as much as a sport as darts.
1: <laughs> Fair play. Um, hey, uh, just as a related issue, do you know what happens to older people when they continue to play badminton? It's like a, an injury fist for ankles and knees. Oh, it's... Is... <laughs> Yeah. yeah a couple oh, yeah, of guys to convince me to yeah. go and do it a few few years back and i was just like guys i've watched you for the last few months and uh, <laughs> i've never seen anybody have so much physio i love the sport but i think maybe my days are done <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I can't argue with that that's actually
0: quite true <laughs> but yeah um no yeah so not not too much but i think re- like Routinely was football a lot of football. Um, I think uh, I spent many a year (laughs) playing football but um, outside of that um, Not not uh, not since I've uh, funny enough since I've had uh, My two children so three years ago. I think uh, a lot of sport was cut out I just used to go to the gym and why was that
1: I thought young parents had heaps of time Yeah, (laughs)
0: you know and energy all that sleep you get
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh the lockdown and the working from home for it's almost a year isn't it now um it's definitely yeah. affecting people isn't it um yeah and it's, it I, I hear a lot of people talk about uh, the moments that things change so a uh, guy said a few few months back um the day that the uk government announced that children would not be going into school was the end of dry january for all parents
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was actually a nightmare because we found out that um my son we found that he goes to nursery school so it's not quite school yet; it's just preparing him uh we found out that he couldn't go into school through the news on sunday before the school got in touch with us which was just it was ridiculous oh wow um yeah so you're so you're kind of on edge kind of wondering okay should i should i drop my kids to school should i not and if you imagine my my situation is not too crazy um but if if you did depend on the school to look after your children because of you because of work, then you know, first lockdown it was it was it was it's pretty pretty much unmanageable. Second lockdown it was um although there were things in place, it's just the messaging and the timing and the decision making um was just a bit was quite off actually.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. So Ben, in terms of healthy body, what have you learned? what have you what have you developed in your regime to get yourself back on track i think to be
2: honest with you it's i haven't really developed anything in terms of any new strategies or anything i think what i've realized for me is just obviously feeling better mentally is linked to my physical health um it's quite quite closely linked so i would say that now I'm making more of a concerted effort to, you know, diet or watch what I'm eating. So I'm quite a big fan of uh, intermittent fasting. I know it's just simply, you, you know, if you want to lose weight or anything, it's about calories, you know. But for me, when I'm working from home and I'm so close to the fridge, I think if I'm actually fasting for a period of time, it means I won't eat for that period of time. And so what I found is actually that that actually has helped me uh, during first lockdown. And then I obviously decided to regress a little bit coming into the winter when the weather got a bit colder and then I've restarted um, again. So I, I suppose I've been I've found out that I've got more resilience than I thought I would. This probably one thing. The other thing is probably making time to exercise. Now, I, I, unlike Jonathan, I don't have children just yet um so i don't really have an excuse than <laughs> me being quite lazy um so it's, it's, it's getting into that mindset of actually having to do something but i don't think it's just you know just an important point i think i think whilst your physical body may have had an impact during lockdown whether regardless of how healthy you are or you know people listening are your mental health is probably as or if not more important uh, because without the mind, you can't do anything to the body, right? You can't do anything good, right? You've got to be in that mental state to be able to make a change or enjoy yourself a bit more. So for me, I think actually trying to really focus on my mental well-being has actually been more important during lockdown. And obviously, you know, when I was in my aggressive stages, <laughs> my mental my mental health wasn't as good. Um, currently, it's good. Um, so, you know, I think it's 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 important to look at both sides
1: Mm. (coughs) do do you feel like people uh do you feel like lockdown and this pandemic may have brought the talking about mood and mental health out of the shadows and and into the mainstream a bit more
2: that's a really good that's a really good point i think i think it's a it's a it's a way to start this conversation right it's the ability to say well look how are you actually feeling because this must be difficult I'm finding it difficult so you must be finding it difficult or you might be finding it difficult too and that seems to be the kind of theme you know where i work for instance um you know lockdown has been a theme of maybe checking in with people making sure people are okay you know how are you doing having maybe regular catch-ups that kind of stuff and actually i found that it's been the most communication that you may have with more people that you work with than you actually would normally right if you're going into the office or going into work every day, you might speak to a couple of people that you sit with if you're in an open planned office like I am. But you end up focusing on the day. You end up probably going out on your own for lunch because other people are in meetings or they're busy. So you end up finding you're not really having the time to coordinate. So you spend a lot of the time on your own anyway. Whereas now you're kind of people are trying to check in with you mentally because obviously we all know how difficult it is. So actually there's been a positive kind of shift and the conversation has been more about how, you know, your mental health and being able to kind of express yourself that way. Because if you're a parent with your kids at home and you're juggling a full-time job or even part-time job or anything, it's difficult. And that strain and stress is obviously going to be there. Equally, if you're on your own and you don't have anybody around you because of, you know, where you live or whatever, then that's also going to be incredibly difficult so I think yeah, Ollie's it's a really good point. It's very, very important, um, and it's you know something that may be another positive trend that comes out of this you know whole pandemic.
1: This is me making space for you, Jonathan, so that you get a Yeah, I was to wondering, talk. I was like,
0: is he making space for me? or, or, or? <laughs> I, thought, I,
2: thought, I thought I'd lost you both, sorry. <laughs> you thought both to sleep. If I like, stopped uh... talking, then we're
1: disconnected. I've been yeah. reading my books, Jonathan, and I'm learning. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because
0: I was like, oh. Um, so, Ben, um, I'm a fan of intermittent fasting as well, which is, um, oh. yeah, yeah, I think... Um, also, aside from having the, the children, I was, I was doing it beforehand because I, I really love to eat <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just like you. So <laughs> it gives me a chance. Uh, it gives me a chance to uh, eat what I like uh, within a window <laughs> mm-hmm. and then yeah. uh, do a bit of exercise and worry about everything else a bit later.
1: Can you define it a bit for folks who don't know much about intermittent fasting?
0: Um so intermittent fasting is where you have um a a window during the day. Um it could be I don't know several hours down to maybe I don't know 4 or 5 hours where you can where you can eat basically. And outside of that window, your uh, so most of your caloric intake will be within that window. Outside of it, you would be drinking like water or or tea and things that aren't too sweet. Um from what I've read, the the benefit of it is is you so say you when you sleep you're usually fasting right so you so you sleep and then you wake up and and you eat, and that causes a spike in your insulin levels um from what I read you know i <laughs> I'm not a doctor or anything but um uh, what that does is that that tells your body um to basically you know you you're now you can now when you start eating you will either store it as as fat or it will turn your 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 internal systems on. For example, but if you continue fasting, what that allows you to do is you're still in that in that period where you're there's there's low caloric intake, so your body's using its own fuel. So essentially you're you're burning fat by if you go for a jog whilst you're intermittent fasting, your the likelihood is you'll you'll lose a lot more weight, um because you're you're not you're not burning any fuel that you've just consumed. You're just running off um the stuff you stored from yesterday. Um and what that allows uh, you to do is is pretty much, um, it just helps balance you throughout the day. So um, for me, what I've found is when I have that window, it, it creates a, a trigger in my mind that like, so say if I say um, I'll start eating at midday and stop eating at seven, my body will tell me, all right, you will stop eating at seven. So anything after seven, I'll be having either a tea um, a herbal tea or some water or something and it's more psychological for me um I mean it does help physically as well because you feel a lot better you feel a lot lighter as well um and you you then you do actually start to adjust your diet because you're not going to be stuffing your face full of pizza for that window you'll be you you start to realize okay I'm, I don't feel too good if I if I only have two meals today which two meals are they going to be and how important aren't they going to be to me as well uh you know um but yeah, uh, hopefully I explain that in bit drips and drabs. <laughs> but yeah, um, that makes yeah. That's
1: perfect sense. So, so does does that shift for both of you the way that you view being hungry? Because, like, for for example, for me, right, I'm I'm like many people reducing the amount of meat that I eat, right, and mm. becoming what I guess is the fashionable term, what is it, flexitarian, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we we mostly eat fish and vegetables and and often just vegetables and uh, a little bit of meat here and there but if I if I have a vegetarian meal fairly early uh, window into the future for you there Ben nice little <laughs> bit of, uh, of children's <laughs> excitement and, uh, and you know if I if I have a vegetarian meal it's let's say eight nine o'clock by the time I'm going to sleep at like eleven I'm hungry and I'm kind mm. of conditioned to think hunger is problem might not make it through the night like have you two have you altered that that understanding, like do you feel oh, I'm hungry, that's okay, I'm fasting,
2: I think oh. like so I, I I'm doing I don't know Jonathan, um I was gonna say like like I've started alternative day fasting, so essentially it's like fasting one day like for a full day, so like usually thirty six hours uh, or more, and then um eating right, so last night, yesterday, uh sorry not yesterday day before, you know, it was like a fasting day, so like Sunday. Eight, then fasted all day Monday, and then Tuesday morning, or it was the afternoon, I started eating. That was about 40 hours in total, right? And that I'm moment, actually feeling hungry while you talk. <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think for me, like what I actually found was one, it's a discipline thing, which is the thing that I've probably lacked a lot of during lockdown. I've always, and I've actually always kind of the last good. I don't know how many years i've been doing intermittent fasting but i've been doing it a long time but end of the day like you've got to back it up with the food that you actually eat during the you know the period in which you are eating right so mm. there's no magic bullet to weight loss in my opinion um you know if you eat too many calories and you don't exercise then you're gonna gain weight like i have kind of thing if you if you eat enough calories for your recommended daily allowance or whatever that is your total daily allowance rather than anything the nhs tells you then uh, or any other websites then generally I think that that's when you lose weight right you've just got to make sure you've got a good balance um but for me hunger is more about as you say you realize that actually you might not be as hungry as you probably think you are so as I said if I can go a whole 40 hours or more without eating like if if I if I eat breakfast in the morning for instance and then get to lunchtime like oh I might eat something like well actually probably not that hungry but my body's telling me I am because of maybe what I've eaten or how my body's conditioned to think really. I don't know, Jonathan, if you think the same or have a different
0: view. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um I like you said your um the way you fast is um is 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 slightly different, but it's 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 the same concepts. Mm-hmm. But you you do double you do second guess yourself. So am I hungry or am I really just thirsty? That's that's mm-hmm. that's that was the first thing that hit me. Because um most of the time you think you're hungry, but you you really are. If you have a glass of water, you have some tea, and you realize oh, I probably wasn't that hungry, <laughs> or I probably wasn't hungry <laughs> at all. Um, it, that's that's one of the things um, that having a lifestyle um, that we do um, in Britain, it, where you can always food is pretty much readily available. Um, you know, it, it does it does you do get into a habit of am I, you know I feel a bit hungry, and you start to mistake thirst for hunger. So that was one of the first hurdles I had to overcome. But it it, it really is, um, as Ben said, a, a case of it really does um, matter what you eat rather yeah. than, you know, I can just fast and do this. But it, it really is. Um, it's quite interesting. One interesting quote, I don't know who who created it, uh, was uh, you lose weight in the kitchen and build muscle in the gym. Uh, I don't know who created that quote,
1: but it is quite funny it's very mm-hmm. good yeah <laughs> and
2: you have a home gym right ben i wouldn't i wouldn't put it like that and um, not <laughs> i have like i have a, i have a garage where i put weights <laughs> it's probably I put <laughs> and sometimes you and the
1: and the weights share a garage or what
2: yeah yeah i think i think i don't the reason i don't call it a, a, a home gym is because like god if it, my my ideal home gym is like you know it's not it's not what I've got. But anyway, I'm very lucky to have what I have right now. Um, so yeah, like at the beginning of lockdown, um I started to see the signs. I was like, right, gyms are gonna close and you know, I I've always loved going to the gym, I've always loved lifting weights. Weightlifting is something that I've always done. I'm not a bodybuilder but I enjoy, you know, the compound movements, you know, the kind of general um lifting in that respect. Probably from sport background and you know people i used to hang around with at university or or prior to that as well so it's just something that's part of me um i was never an, a, an aesthetic guy but i enjoyed what it made me feel how it made me feel um so you know during the kind of first lockdown i ordered some fitness equipment from this um uk provider which to be honest with you was taking forever for me to get this stuff and the equipment actually wasn't going to be that good so I spoke to my wife and decided, you know what, like we've got some savings, why don't we just like, invest in this? Because actually, when we do have children, <laughs> when we have time, it doesn't look like we have much time, Jonathan, it sounds like. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it will be something that we can use rather than us having to drive to the gym in Brighton, which is we live outside of Brighton. Uh, so it's, it takes a lot longer to get there. And there's a gym suite in the place that I live, but the one in Brighton is one that I used to love going to. So actually, I invested in you know um, a squat rack, a bench, um, a barbell, and some weights, um, and yeah, like in some flooring, and that's it. And you know kettlebell and a couple dumbbells. Over over the year, it's kind of built up that way, and it's something that I'm going to have for the rest of my life, um, which is amazing. So you know I'm very fortunate to one have had the space to do so, because not everyone has the space to do so, um, but also equally. I suppose I've always used it since lockdown, even even in the times where I've been regressing with food and drinking and everything else. I've always used it because actually, you know, um, it's there. Uh, so it's really been helpful for me um, and actually got quite a lot stronger than I injured my back, unfortunately. Um, and so I've had to kind of take a have had to slow it down a little bit and really rebuild, but I'm seeing that as another project of rebuilding my strength and, 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 and you know, re, re, recovering myself as well. So, yeah, there's, it's been quite fun for me. Um, yeah, very lucky.
1: And what do you think about these, just speaking of pool, you got me thinking about it, uh, <laughs> a different kind of pool, Jonathan, what do you both yeah. think about these uh, winter swimmers? Apparently, this has exploded across the UK and across the Northern Hemisphere. Um, as particularly women, because I presume the men are all sitting at home sensibly drinking whiskey, um, hmm. have been uh, getting into the water and like even up into Scotland, right, and breaking ice, but also around places like Brighton. Um, and I allowed myself to be convinced into having a swim over the, the New Year's period. And as long as you have wetsuit, gloves and boots, a woolly hat and a, a summer wetsuit on, <laughs> it's all right for 15 <laughs> minutes. So, well, but what do you both think about this? And have you tried the... The cold shower
2: method i haven't tried the cold shower method um i have heard about it and i think it's been coined by a few people online um, and anyway, as long as you're like i'm going to be honest right and i'm going to sound like a real killjoy here as long as you're like keeping your distance from people and you're not like spreading this disease then do what you want enjoy yourself and be safe that's kind of how i see it right um if i lived by the sea i would probably give it a go um i think it would be quite interesting and quite fun i don't live like i'd have to drive to brighton and that would be only 10 15 minutes but the problem for me is you're not really allowed to do that right now during this period of lockdown, so you couldn't do it anyway mm-hmm. um so yeah i might start taking cold showers though ollie <laughs> yeah yeah well a, a, good,
1: a good good night of mine a surfer from australia has been doing this for a while in Dublin and uh and you know who you are and uh and he he said oh mate you want to get yourself uh, into the cold showers it's the way you build up the immunity right um because i was complaining about the the ocean being a bit polluted in the uk compared to some of the places down under right and uh and all he does is gets into the shower while it's cold and then it comes warm and then at the end he has uh, another burst of cold i haven't quite got to that stage but i i can say that over the last month Every day, I've uh, jumped in the shower as soon as I turn it on, and just had that first, you know, thirty seconds or so of cold. Um, and uh, I've noticed absolutely no difference so far, but it yeah. does. But it does make <laughs> me feel hardcore, and it wakes me up.
2: You like you're training for the Marines or something? Yeah, <laughs> Special that's it. forces. I was, I was thinking that. I, like... I mean,
1: I'd You've like, got like David that... Goggins in this podcast, like that's <laughs> what it sounds like, you know. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, cool. dear, oh dear. Okay, so let's, yeah. let's, uh, let's move on to, um, to a healthy mind, um, mm. and uh, this is a big one for you, right Ben, and I know you've, you've read a mm. lot and, and thought a lot and got into philosophy and things, so what are your, your thoughts about the healthy mind and, and how that's become clear to people during this last year?
2: I think I think healthy mind is something that's been an evolution generally um you know lockdown and low lockdown I think generally people have now started to see that and you know there's campaigns where um, I don't make make this sort of a sexist thing but I think men especially um were not very good at talking about their mental health or talking about their mental well-being. I think there's been a massive push on that um it's come from people who are quite famous sport and you know athletes and and other people in kind of prominent positions talking about it, which has obviously helped. I think for me, um, mental health has been quite an important aspect of my life, you know, I've had my demons, um, unfortunately, and, you know, I don't, I, I'd don't, still I say they, they've not gone, but they're much more at bay, right? So, you know, I think the conversation has now switched to discussing, um, you know, how people are feeling and how people are doing. Now, whether it's the workplace or your know, friendship groups, because everyone's been impacted by this. I think um suppose your question always, you know, how, how how has it evolved? I would say just an awareness. People are more willing to talk about it. And I think if the fact that people are more willing to talk about it, whether it's a media like a podcast, you know, on the news, somebody talking about it during a radio session or a sporting athlete or actor or actress talking about it, it gives somebody the ability to say, actually, yeah, that impacted me as well. And as a result of that, you bring, you have a process of normalising and um, talking about this, you know, what people what people would normally keep secret or keep quiet about. I think the one key thing for me has really been making sure that people do talk about it and really do feel like they can talk to you about it, whether it's a friend um, can talk to me about it or whether I can talk to somebody about it as well. I think, you know, if you're, if you're unwell, you know, physically unwell, you know, you wouldn't you, you would bat an eyelid phoning in at work and saying, look, guys, I'm not feeling well, I'm not going to come in today. There's been a real stigma, though, unfortunately, with people saying, look, I've not been feeling well mentally, but I can't tell people I have to go and show face and save face um, when I'm at work or, you know, social events or something like that. I think now it's becoming a lot more acceptable. I'm hoping that, in the general I'm um, like early, th- I'm 31, right, so I'm, I'm hoping the generation maybe, that are in their 20s or teenagers or even children just now, their generation will be a lot more accepting and a lot more progressive in terms of, you know, dealing with mental health. But I can see a real change right now, even in the last 10 years of how people deal with mental health. Um, So the pandemic has definitely accelerated the conversation, but I think that we would have got there at any point, I think, in, in my opinion. What do you reckon, Jonathan?
0: yeah um um, (laughs) i I can agree with everything pretty much i think um a lot of the focus and now there's been a lot of focus and exposure on mental health especially um with men as well Um, i i i sort of work with a team um at my workplace and that is one thing that i realized that i've been sort of doing more is asking you know about the mental well-being and um yeah, I think it's, I think that's really important, because there have been incidences where I've given people time off because, because of it, because um, they've obviously opened up and, and you know, and I've said, "You know what, just have a bit of time off." and it really does help it really does help, especially in stressful environments, um, and with the additional, you know this, this, this factor of the pandemic and the lockdown we don't You don't necessarily know how it's affecting different people, like Ben said earlier he's um th- it does have its effects, but he, you know there are some people that are a bit more comfortable than others with you know being if you're slightly introverted, then you, you may enjoy a bit of uh, a bit of lockdown, <laughs> but if you're not um <laughs> it, it's really tough uh, and I've seen a lot of people you see it all the time on social media, people struggling um who are usually outgoing and want to be out. And and can't. Uh, I mean, some people it could be just as simple as going to the gym, and mm. and 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 that's taken away. And again, as Ben said, if your mental health is linked to your physical health, then you you're you've that that cycle's pretty much stopped. So so now you're you're physically not feeling very well, and again mentally on on top of that. So it's 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 you know really impactful.
1: Hmm, and if we think about some of the ways that we've each tackled this, I guess for, for me back in the day, and and still a bit today, I suppose, I, I've meditated, um, which took the form of just turning up to a community center in suburban Melbourne with a, a ragtag bunch of people, including a mate from work, and just sitting in a room um, with quiet music playing for 45 minutes when their eyes closed. And that was mm. it, right? And but 95% of it, I felt like, I wasn't doing it right and this isn't working and uh and why can't i concentrate and my mind keeps thinking about work or whatever but i tell you what i would get to the end of that session every time and just feel just so much better um mm. and that that kind of became part of my um my way of being i suppose so so now all i need to do after doing that for a few years once a week is if i just sit down maybe after I've done some yoga at home or something like that, um, all I need to do is just say I am meditating. And it's like my mind switches. Perhaps it's a bit like saying I'm not hungry, I'm thirsty, right? Um, mm. <laughs> and uh, and I can calm down quite quickly. What's interesting is I found that in England, perhaps because of the close proximity of people or perhaps because of the lifestyle I've had, I found it harder to meditate. And so I've I've opted for things like walking and... and uh, and doing yoga instead. Um what about uh you Jonathan what's what's your poison when it comes to to settling yourself?
0: Oh, I've I've gone to the older uh, the old classic, the older uh, the old prayer. <laughs> um I think um Jordan Peterson um he he put it he put it um well. Um and I think there was other books as well. I think uh, how not to worry. I forgot the the person who wrote that book. Um which is really bad because some kindle. Um there's there's some some formats of prayers actually help you uh meditate or reflect on the day so you say you know what you're thankful for and you know what you what you're looking forward to and and all of that and just having that regime and ritual of that quietness and and just ta- your chance to reflect um is is uh, is quite important. Um but really I do a lot of yoga. Um
1: uh, I did I not expect that... you to say that. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean that. In the, I mean that from a place of love. Oh, I mean, that did not <laughs> come across as kindly ever. <laughs> well, I mean, who who at, uh, we're talking about a guy who. We're talking about a guy laughed at. We're talking about a guy who. Who you know told me the history of hip hop one day, right? And uh, yeah, and laughed at me for doing <laughs> yoga. So that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, he's
0: like you, you and your reggae music and your hip hops and 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 y- <laughs> yoga. <laughs> what? <laughs> so tell us yeah,
1: about so your did, yoga, but, Jonathan.
0: So yoga. I was introduced to yoga. Uh, so my wife was doing yoga for for a very long time, um, and uh, she tried to get me into it. And I'm like, I want I want to lift heavy things, me." um and <laughs> i wasn't that far uh, off was i in the end bin. yeah exactly i kept i kept lifting heavy things until i pulled my back and then uh <laughs> then i came running to yoga so um i had a manager at the time uh craig budzik um he went to india and he became like a um a yogi <laughs> he's called him a master yogi and he gave me a f- uh, a routine that would help my back and I started doing it, and I think after maybe two to three months, my back was—I was—I was—it was really good. It was like my lower back. I felt really good, really strong. I was go—I was—I was—I um, went back onto the rowing machine. I was doing other things, and um, but aside aside from my back, I, I, I'll do it at lunch and I'll do it when I get home, and I realized that would actually calm me down significantly. So I would I, a lot of things that were stressful weren't phasing me that much, and I realized that. It was part of the old the, the the mental aspect of it it was just that chance to have a a bit of peace and quiet and a lot and a bit of concentration as well and you just go through the motions and yeah that was that's that's really good so um for my back i just do it often and again that's that's a side that's a side effect of it and because i have children i usually um use my kettlebell <laughs> I, s- I swing the kettlebell around at around um 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night and uh and I wrap up with a bit of yoga.
2: Mm.
1: Huh? Yoga at the end of a
2: session—that's a really good idea.
0: Yeah. Just so, go, go, just so go, I don't go, seize go. up in the
2: morning. Yeah, you're, you're gonna have to send me that uh, back routine, mate. Honestly, because I can yeah. do it one night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. I'll give
0: it. will I'll send it over. But it's yeah. yeah chuck it, it in pretty, the notes you, as well. Yeah, it's it's um it's really good it's a really good routine and what's funny is that he said what's what what what's wrong and I was like oh my lower back I think uh, my muscles are a bit loose and whatnot and he just he, he went away for about a day and just came back with scribbled on a piece of paper and he was like all right come to the gym and then he was just telling me do that do this and I want you to repeat that and I just kept doing it and it just it just helped mm. um so yeah thank you Craig if you're listening <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's really cool do you want to tell us a bit about um about your reading into the sam harris type folks and, and what you've learned about that ben
2: god that's a, it's a big topic um so i suppose my question to you sorry ollie what what would you want me to talk about so I, I suppose for me i haven't i haven't been as engaged with all of that recently and the only okay. reason has been the only reason I say that is so. For instance, you know, um, Johnson talking about um, Jordan Peterson is quite interesting. I've got his book 12 Rules for Life," um, which you know I thought was decent. Um, I, I, you know, I think he's a, I think he's an interesting guy, Jordan Peterson. And he's interesting... quite controversial, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not saying, and I'm not. from I think he's you know a lot more conservative than I am. Um, mm. So as a result of that, you know, I, I'm always going to be slightly opposed maybe at least in the beginning but I'm I'm also quite open minded so this is why I bought his books I thought it was quite good I'm sort of not somebody to shut down somebody's uh, argument just because of what my perception of that person is or their views are because they could actually have some sort of logic in in their in their you know I could Fair learn something from them yeah um so I'm not going to be like I, the one thing I don't sorry this is a slightly like, uh, digression slight digression is that I don't like my echo chamber I don't like an echo chamber I don't like you know, like if I read the Guardian, and for people not in the UK, it's quite a left-wing newspaper, at least central left uh, left newspaper. You know, I don't want to just be sat thinking, "Yeah, that's the way the world works, and that's the view." Right? <laughs> I think I think yeah. I need to, you need to be outside of your comfort zone and in interacting with other people or reading other things that are opposed to what your view is. So I listened to the debate the other day by this philosopher called, um, it sounds how, it's how sad I am, right? But I've got time, um, Slavoj Žižek, Slavoj a, a, who you would call him maybe a Hegelian or Marxist philosopher, right, from um, Slovenia. And he's, you know, quite mad, right? He's, he comes across as quite eccentric, but quite an interesting character. I'm not saying I believe in everything he says either, but he debated um, uh, Jordan Peterson. And it was to, to talk about happiness so anybody listening maybe it's on Jordan Peterson's YouTube channel actually have a read of that or sort of reading have a, a listen of that uh, and it's quite an interesting two hours if you've got time or maybe listen to it in sections um it's just I think really Ollie oh, to go back to your questions so apologies for kind of going on the tangent but I think None of you're this is to say exactly is... the sort of thing I was hoping you'd talk about just
1: take us on a journey around that kind of <laughs> stuff <laughs> right
2: yeah, I quite like that. Um, I quite like, you know, listening to things like that, just because I like to try and learn more. It's not actually about, like, sounding smart or looking smart or anything, because in the past, I'll be very honest with you, when I was at university, especially, you know, you, you bought the books because everyone else did, and you thought, yeah, you know, I'm the shit, right? Excuse my language, but, you know, <laughs> look at me, I look at me. Uh, got, there goes you know, the explicit label, gentlemen. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Take your children away <laughs> from fun, I'm so sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry, gentlemen. Apologies for swearing. I'm so sorry. Just, um, just let point... it go. This is a safe place. The point yeah, it's is it's that, safe, it's you know, safe. I'm glad have, I've got my safe space great. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Tom Pearson would be happy with that, right? <laughs> um, no, but I think I think for me I'm just one of those people that likes to learn. I think, you know, and I hated you know, I hated school. I hated school with a passion. I think I just wasn't very good at school for a number of reasons and you know, I, I I think my willingness to learn about stuff that I'm interested in is kind of something that I got into when I was like late teens, early twenties, and it's kind of something I've continued. So the way I see it is, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a kind of path of discovering new things, learning about different people's viewpoints, and I, I hope, I genuinely hope that that's something I would stick with for, for the rest of my life because it does, it does allow me to think about more than just, as I say, my echo chamber, um, whether it's, you know, political or or otherwise as well. Um, But yeah, like, those, those are the types of people I will listen to. I will listen to Sam Harris, I will listen to, you know, another good one, just as a bit of a plug, is Wisecrack on YouTube. I don't know if you guys have ever watched Wisecrack, but it looks at things like the philosophy of, like, Fight Club, or um, mm-hmm. like, is so deep or dumb or something like that. So, like, kind of like zeitgeist Snyder movies or books or stuff like that, and they'll think about it and talk about it in a kind of uh philosophical sense and you actually learn quite a lot um about maybe you know the kind of meaning behind certain things like avengers films and all that kind of stuff you know what I mean so it's yeah. a way of kind of being having a bit of pop culture and really actually understanding things um from a philosophical or just an intellectual kind of point of view and it, it, I, I love it like so if I'm washing the dishes like I have my headphones in and I'll just be like listening to that then I'll get in trouble because I've my wife will be shouting at me to turn the oven on she can't hear me. But equally it's it's it, it kind of ties into the point of what you guys were talking about previously about how do you switch off from a mental health perspective or just generally. I'll do that. Like I'll just I'm not gonna sit and read a book all day. I'm not actually one of those people that'll sit and read all day. I'm just not. I like to pick something up and put it down and come back to it in like in a week's time or something. But it gives me the ability to, you know, for something like watching or listening to a podcast or an audio book or something when I'm active and doing other things allows me to at least switch off from the routine and it allows me to do other things and think about other things as well. So that's yeah,
1: quite useful mm. for me. And that's it's, it's really interesting to hear you talk about you not being good at school. I would perhaps suggest that maybe school wasn't good for you. And uh, I kind of feel like education could be more cleverly tuned to the different types of, the different styles of learning, the different um, c- circumstances of kids, which obviously requires funding and perhaps a different way of voting, but uh, that's a conversation for another day. Um, I agree, though. <laughs> I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but what what really interests me is that self-directed um, learning and the enjoyment of learning, and it's, it's fascinating how you discovered that at the end of school, right? Um, just thinking back to the previous episode with um, Alice Luthier, right, in terms of um, the way that makers teach people to code by really helping them learn to code themselves, right, Jonathan? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I think I think learning. I think learning. Your, it depends, right? I think you know the way the way I see it is it's something I'm interested in, so I'll, I'll go for it. I think, as I said, you know, at school it's very different for a number of reasons. Um, you know, personally as well, for your home life and all that kind of stuff has a massive impact, and you know, your general Um, you know your general um community that you're in, or people that you what you're with, or whatever, does have an impact on your ability to do well at school. And probably, you know, for me though, um, you know, I I came out of it well, came out where I've done all right. So the way I see it is, you know, life isn't about maybe the first you know years of you being at high school or whatever you call it, secondary school in England or whatever. The way I see it is, it's like it's a lifelong thing of, you know, learning and enjoying the thing that you want to learn and be good at. Like, that's what it should be. So about finding whatever you are interested in, go and do it, is kind of how I see it. So if you're interested yeah. in, like, listening to podcasts or, you know, reading books or, you know, doing yoga, which I definitely need to do a bit more of. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, you know what I mean? You've got to find what's right for you and then do it. You're right, Ollie, like, school isn't for everyone. Um, but I would also say that people who are teachers, shouldn't always be teachers either. I think there are people who maybe you need to get the right people and you need to incentivize the right people to be teaching children um, is what I think. Um, so, you know, I think obviously that needs to be that needs to be addressed and probably needs to be a lot more respect for the people who want to go into teaching and actually do a really good job of it. Because those are the people that will get, that probably carry most of the people through education, if I'm being mm-hmm. very honest with you, so
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I had a really good example of this at, at work a couple of years back when a, um, when a chap, a, a migrant to the UK like myself, said, uh, he said, you know, I, I said, how are the how are the kids going at school? And he said, look, to be honest, I just feel like the parent-teacher interview wasn't what I wanted. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, back home, you know, education's really important. And and uh, I just felt like the teacher wasn't really that committed and they haven't been there a lot of the time. And, and I said, oh, right, how is that? And he said, well, I mean, I guess they are just relief teachers and they don't actually have a full-time teacher but i'd still expect them to be more committed and i was like that's interesting so this person doesn't have a job and just gets called in every now and then to teach this class how could they possibly develop a, a relationship with the the children they are teaching like one day a month or something you know, mm. it's, yeah. It's it's, yeah it's it's an interesting system
0: um, yes it's um it's an odd system as well um like like ben said i think it really does depend on on who's going through <laughs> the the education system as well because it's pretty much it's a set format as you have to fit these conditions of being able to sit down hours on end being able to understand all all the information being thrown at you and then translate it and put it on paper straight away if that makes sense mm-hmm. so it's 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 um you know i did well in school uh well enough i guess but that's because obviously you, when you figure it out, right, you, you kinda game the system <laughs> in terms of, That's oh, right. all I have to do is learn this and memorize this and then I can put it down on paper and it's you know, it's 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 more of an exercise than it is of actual really learning. So um mm. I think I I was lucky where I had the opportunity to do like thirteen GCSEs and it was mm. a range of things. So I, I could say, Oh, I really like um um, you know, design and stuff like that and science and, and all these other things and sports rather than just being said all right maths english you know science that's all you're going to (laughs) be that's all you're going to do learn how to do these these things and then um and and you don't really have much scope to do anything else depending on the school you're in actually
1: as well what resources do you have to explore other things Mm. so yeah totally um something i'd like to come back to is faith and uh i don't you know i I don't think anyone should ever apologize Mm -hmm. for, for praying because when, when you spend more time meditating, right? And, and I've spent a lot of time going into different um, religious houses and you know ashrams and um, synagogues and churches of different description and stuff. And, and it's really interesting when you look at it practically, isn't it? That, uh, that the way that a group of people come together, have communities, support each other, um, drive each other home in, in normal non-COVID times, um, sit down quietly, maybe sing, um, and then go through these really healthy habits, like being grateful, um, thinking about the things that are good in their lives. Um, you know, these these seem to me to be really important traits for mental health, especially um, and for well-being during a time like this and any time. Yeah, I
0: couldn't agree more. I think it it also takes away that that um, when you have communities together um well sort of religious communities i think it takes away the additional x factor of the unexpected when you meet somebody of you say of that community so two strangers they find out each other's christian i think it takes away that that x factor (laughs) if that makes sense you have you have a quick summary you have their cv you basically you're like oh okay i understand that these are these are the things that um should be you know should be covered by by um by by your beliefs and and stuff like that. And I think um uh I think that that takes a lot of weight a lot of the 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 x factor away with with uh <laughs> bumping into sort of new people and the unexpected part of it. But again mm. the the healthy habits are, are I think that's key. I think you'll find that trend with a lot of religions actually is 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 just the um I think just due to the nature of some religions being so old it's really a template On how to live at that time Um, of course things like um, uh, well I can only really speak for Christianity I think that's changed significantly uh, massively over the past couple thousand years right Um, especially in Britain so um, I think yeah I think I think it's it's just one of those it's, it's one of those things where it gives you a template on on how to live I guess and 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 the best practices that you should have as per that religion um but some things we have to understand were built for that time that may you know yeah Um, yeah and it's and wouldn't it be great if
1: (laughs) if uh and i i hope the world is moving in this direction that that folks from different faiths um realize that that ultimately they just have faith and that that's the continuous thread between them all regardless of books and clothes and languages and shapes of buildings and practices and ceremonies that yeah. that having faith and being together and being a good person that that's that's the thread yeah.
0: trump's all yeah, yeah I exactly think, um yeah uh, that's one of the wonders of growing up in britain i think is oh well in you know in in you know um countries such as britain where you have like religious education and stuff like that so you not only do you you understand other religions at least uh, if not at a basic level so it's you don't is they're not a for it's not a foreign thing if that makes sense mm-hmm. you know um you, you're not you, it's yeah it's it's yeah it's amazing to be fair
1: and you know what's funny i come from a, um, a science-based family and um earth science mm-hmm. mostly right and uh and when i hear people describe their faith And then i think about the way that my dad looks at a forest or describes the way that a hillside has formed or Mm. the way that um the reason that my home beach in in auckland on the west coast is has black sand is because it used to be a volcano and you can see the volcano and the way it it heads offshore you know he he has faith in those systems right and now not messing them up so that they can continue to function um i think it's it's been such an interesting thing for me to learn about about the different types of faith, I guess. But yeah. uh, but let's turn our minds back to the stomach, shall we? How do you guys feel about fermented foods like kefir, sauerkraut. kimchi, sauerkraut? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love like it. Sauerkraut. Hate it? Haven't tried it?
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love it. Um, I'm lactose intolerant, so any any gut stuff I can <laughs> I can get my hands on
1: <laughs> to to improve it. Uh, I'll eat. What about you, Ben? Yeah,
2: yeah, um, yeah, you know, fermented foods, love it. And, you know, I love kimchi, for instance. Um, I probably don't eat enough of it, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, no. Yeah. Never any, had kimchi. Any, any food. How would face. you describe kimchi
1: to uh, to Jonathan?
2: <laughs> yeah. How would I describe it? I oh, don't know. That's uh, a really good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> you it depends, have right? Yeah, you go for it, so I'm, I'm thinking of where I've had it in like Korean restaurants and things like that, um, but yeah, go on.
1: So, so I, guess, I guess to me, I see it as like a spicy, um, more Asian infused, um, and I mean Southeast Asian infused um, version of sauerkraut. So it's got like, a, it often has a bit of chili to it and a bit of ginger and maybe even a red sort of color, right?
2: Yeah. Oh. Kim kimchi okay. like when I there's one restaurant that I used to go to um which isn't around or at least isn't in the same place that I used to when I used to visit London when I used to live in Scotland I used to come to this uh it was a South Korean restaurant and I'd never tried kimchi before and I was you know early twenties at this point um actually no sorry I was living in England at the time sorry uh but went up with my now wife went up there. And it was just the most magical day. <laughs> I was just like, ah, oh, this is nice. Okay, this is this is really nice. And so yeah, if you haven't tried kimchi, like it's it's as you say, Ollie, it's a bit spicy, but it's refreshing. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know, yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like quite refreshing. Give give it a go when you get a chance. Like when things open up, definitely give it a go. Yeah, try and make um, it yourself uh, if you
0: can yeah as, as you were, as you were speaking i'm like hmm i wonder if Just State has a korean place. yeah <laughs> like
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna be real i'm 23 hours on a fast right now so i am just sat thinking god i could <laughs> <get> <laughs>
1: Should we talk about something else? Am I, uh... No, no, go
2: for it. It's like it's like S and M to me, man. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like punish me more.
1: <laughs> so, what about what about supplements? What are our thoughts on those? So, so my my uh, my take at the moment is that fish oil seems pretty good, and uh, mm, yeah. and that, that things like folic acid are good for women, and and uh, and that that really I want to be having some kind of oily fish. If not mm. every day, most days. But that's
2: yeah. that's about as far as I've got. I take quite a lot of vitamin Oh go on, sorry Jonathan.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> no, um, I've ta- oh oh thank you. Um I've take been Yeah uh, on... <laughs> <laughs> I've been on a uh, vitamin D. Vitamin there you D
2: go, uh, you stole my thunder. Yeah. Stole yeah. my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, You should have said it.
0: <laughs> cool yeah so a uh, vitamin d and the old uh, cod liver oil with vitamin d in it on top of that so it's it's a it's a double whammy i was taking multivitamins for a while as well but um i lost my bottle and i haven't ordered new <laughs> i
1: haven't ordered more <laughs> i actually have cod liver um, fermented cod liver oil with butter because apparently the butter helps it uh absorb oh yeah So that's yeah a, so that's apparently
2: good with it like with uh, vitamin D, Jonathan. Can uh, <laughs> you <laughs> tell you about but vitamin part, D? With these, no, apparently yeah. with these things, like if you do, I think like uh, the uptake is better if you have it with something. Like it's just like it absorbs into your gut. Oh, yeah, 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 I think that's the reason why. But yeah, vit- vitamin D is something that I, I, I'm darker skinned, so as a result, like I'm, I'm actually of, If this is if it's, if it's the correct terminology, I'm mixed. Um, mm. um. So essentially, I. You know, quite dark skins as a result of that uh, you know from a vitamin d perspective i'm obviously should be having more Um, it's what you know guidelines indicate that you know if you're darker skinned you should probably take more vitamin d especially if you live in the uk because obviously it's less sunlight and so, so, yeah. so on and so forth so that's one and um, so take vitamin d good for energy levels like with a fast i don't know johnson what you think but like i take magnesium um for mm. energy which is quite interesting yeah. um i've got multi bits um which I will take when I eat like when I'm like like when I'm eating because obviously once again for uptake but um yeah interesting the other one I would take when fasting I wouldn't really call it a supplement per se or maybe I would is um I'll have uh, electrolytes just like flavorless nothing in it literally just um you know essential nutrients so if you're doing a prolonged fast for anybody that is doing um I'd probably take like an electrolyte so that you're at least Replenishing your body because things obviously, um, you know, are reused up quite quickly if you do a prolonged period of not eating um, anything. So, yeah.
1: interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I've uh, I've also recently got into um, my naturopath suggested getting into um, they call it Dead Sea mineral salts. So they're basically mm. from the Utah dead uh, sorry from the Utah salt lakes and it's water with different mineral salts in it. So it's basically a liquid salt that that has more in it and uh so i've been using that and adding it to things like powdered bone broth which i just have a cup of on my um on my desk in front of me here um and i found that's a really good sort of good for bones type thing to have in the afternoon a salty bone broth can you see yourself doing that jonathan uh uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> High level of honesty at the moment. Right yeah, I'm sorry. Well, Hannah definitely agrees with that. She thinks I'm crazy. But, but uh, bone broth is interesting, right? Because you, yeah, if you think about mm. it, um, my grandparents, Londoners, they, they would get a piece of meat, they would put it with some other things, they'd cook it in some water, they would eat it, they would eat it a bit the next day, and then turn it into soup, right? Turns out that yeah. that, that process of boiling those bones for a long time, As a lot of cultures do um brings out leaches out a lot of the minerals right so so i thought well if i it's hard for me to brew up a few kilos of lamb bones hannah doesn't really like that smell very much and i don't blame her for 24 hours so i just get this this powdered um certified organic grass fed um bone broth and it's amazing you just i can just use that in cooking i can use it in a in a mug of uh, hot water yeah it's good That's
0: nice. yeah i usually go for the old My parents being a jamaican is the the classic oxtail and uh, yes. <laughs> yeah 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 it's that's
1: pretty good what do you mean by that well oxtail yeah i mean it's the tail yeah, it's of the, the ox i presume but but tell me yeah
0: more. yeah and it's, it's it's stewed up and it's it's cooked over the course of um well it depends really but like quite a few hours (laughs) and it gets uh, it gets really tasty um and yeah that's the closest thing I've had to to a bone broth um that and uh curried goat and or lamb neck those those are the those are the uh to be fair that's the only red meat I've really been eating this year
1: I I reckon the sales might be down hey
0: yeah mostly a lot funny enough on that topic actually have um ben uh you can probably answer this as well um has your diet affected your mood
2: yeah yeah definitely like yeah 100 percent um if i i suppose it's it's linked to obviously if i'm eating rubbish food um i'm obviously going to feel rubbish um Mm. it's quite it's quite simple you know i think um you know when i especially So, for instance, just now, you know, I feel great, Um, you know, fasting for X amount of hours. feel good. Uh, I'll I'll break my fast tomorrow with something relatively wholesome and, you know, not very bad for me. Um, But there'll be days where, you know, I'll, as you say, like, you might have more ice cream, more chocolate, more sugar, more this, more that. You end up feeling maybe okay when you have it, but then you end up crashing and then your mental mental goes as well, because obviously you feel down tired you know and all that kind of stuff so yeah definitely noticed. if i eat better i feel better it's it's you know what's really amazing is that like i have no real excuse to be unhealthy because i kind of feel like i know enough to be like right Mm. exercise (laughs) eat well you know intermittent fasting if you want to or just count your calories all this all the ingredients are there and literally the touch of a finger with google right or or any other search provider (laughs) you want to think about right but the difficulty is is actually training yourself and being able to do it, and I think that's the thing for me. It's the motivation and actually like the ease of actually maybe following through with something. So I don't know if other people like yourselves or people listening maybe maybe empathise with that fact, but it's it's it is quite. It's not very complicated, but we make it more complicated than it needs to be. Um, yeah. I can for for sure say that. So it's just an interesting one, you know.
0: Yeah. I think yeah I think so uh, that's quite interesting um because a lo- uh, in line with the sort of mood when when you're eating I did cut out meat for about uh, I think it was last year for maybe I think 2 2 months wow I just yeah and um I realized I became quite um docile. I wasn't like <laughs> I wasn't like oh. a, a, like when if I'm gaming or whatever or, or I wasn't as like you know I wasn't my heart so I probably cut out coffee as well which is probably a a key part of that (laughs) um I wasn't I didn't my my zero to a hundred where it's sort of not anger but in terms of frustration if I'm if I'm playing a game or or something happens like a work related and it's stressful or or whatnot um I realized my heart rate wasn't wasn't really up and I can see it on my Garmin because I've got the Garmin app and what's funny is if I look at my trend I can see that you can quite clearly see when I cut out meat. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> so I was like, hmm, I was wondering if if I should go back. um So yeah, but that that's part of the reason why I've become, a, as Ollie put it, a flexit. Was it flexitarian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm making my way to pastafarian as well. So I'll be <laughs> strictly, strictly, <laughs> strictly pasta soon. Um, wow but yeah, I mean, no, you'll make a lot of it, friends with
1: the italians but uh yeah that's a strong go. strong move <laughs> <laughs> no
0: nah, i don't think I'll, I, I, I can't do that um but yeah no um definitely i've, I've cut my meat intake by like four fifths uh, i think yeah it's yeah i think i'm ridiculous. at about the same and uh yeah.
1: it's, it's definitely caused me to lose a lot of weight and uh um, I think it actually makes it easy to go to sleep at night, too. You know, have you have you yes. heard that uh, apparently most vegetables are, are digested in three to four to five hours, right? Whereas, as I understand it, a, a hamburger is 16 hours. So if I have that at eight, nine o'clock at night, I guess, yeah, by the time I go to bed, <laughs> then that bad boy is still brewing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about, uh, what about working from home? Um, what... What uh, what have you guys learned, and and you, and what have you put in place to to have a healthy setup? Because uh, first up, I um, I was on an ironing board and had it had a cable from the laptop plugged into the TV on the wall, and uh, and then I just had a magic mouse and that was it. <laughs> and then after a few months, I thought, I think we're going to be at home for a while. Maybe I'll get a standing desk, and I got one of those flexi Spot standing desk where you press the button and it goes sitting to standing. And it has been awesome. As long as you have a standing desk pad under your feet, because otherwise you get sore knees and sore hips. Um, And maybe I'd suggest um, stealing the fiancé's sheepskin and standing on that because you're a man of leisure. Um, But uh, (laughs) what have you guys done? Um, Um.
2: Oof. Uh, but I'll let you start
1: (laughs) or have you just both been huddled over
2: laptops come on no I've I've been quite lucky right so like where I work is like agile working was one of the things that we had anyway in place and obviously more so now I suppose um than than before so I always hope was able to take my laptop with me wherever I wanted and whatever else um I also quite lucky that you know I've got a desk that I can work from. It's not a standing desk. Um I, I will eventually get one of those though. <laughs> it sounds awesome. But like I've got a desk, computer desk and I've got like a screen at home as well. So I've got like a dual monitor, you know, laptop and screen. I've got my you know work laptop. The one thing I did invest in, um it wasn't expensive, but I tell you what made my life and my back so much better it was a, was an actual office chair um bought it from staples on got it for a discount like and it's just i just feel brilliant i sit here now and think yeah this is i needed this um so
1: how so was it was it that it i was just sitting in a dining
2: dining dining room chair huddled over on a desk that wasn't the right height so as a result of that i was just like you know it was just i was getting tight and it kind of comes to that yoga point because i started doing yoga as well mm-hmm. actually you know and i started feeling better but the the chair has helped as well i'm just feel more comfortable i can adjust the way my back is and all that kind of stuff you know um -hmm. so that's good um my brother um gave me a monitor because i had a monitor um but he he was a bit old so he's like look i've I've got this monitor do you want it like i don't use it so i took it off of him and honestly it's brilliant and my work um, at the moment doing really good things because they're like look if you want other equipment just order it from us and we'll send it to you so i've ordered a a third a second monitor. So I'm gonna have like three screens, which is quite good, because at work, I'd have two screens in my laptop. So I kind of want to do that here as well. Um So yeah, it's like, for me, the chair has been helpful. I've, I, I was already set up for working from home. So I, I kind of felt okay. Uh, mm. For that. I don't know about you, Jonathan.
0: Yeah, I, I was in a similar situation. I think my team was probably one of the only teams that were really set up to work from home and work remotely. Um, so really, I pretty much had everything. Um, I think I told I told you uh, earlier um, about how I drove to the office and just <laughs> picked up my monitor, picked up the 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 very nice office chair, <laughs> 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 a dock for my laptop. I just drove it back <laughs> at, um, at the beginning of uh, of lockdown, and and I haven't looked back since. So the works have really um, been quite accommodating with with um, with the equipment and stuff like that. Um, the chair is a huge, huge factor because mm. before I, I got the chair from from the office, I was like literally it was, it was I was in the same position as as Ben, so my back was was just crazy. Um, so that really helps. Um, and other than that, I don't have a standing desk yet, but I'm looking to get one. Um, but I I do have a, the gadgets I use, I have a Garmin watch and it sort of reminds me when I need to be a bit active. Mm. Um, not that I need much prompting chasing a one year old and a three year old around the house. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but yes, it really does help. Um, and you can sort of program little exercises to do, um, you know, press ups, squats, but the kettlebell is really, I mean, you could just throw it around but i have to obviously wait until either they're napping and the door's closed or late at night when they're not around because i don't want to be swinging around a heavy weight around kids fair enough. Uh, fair do fair you enough. know i think it's it's
2: quite interesting that you say that do you think this is maybe just going a bit left field here but that process of technology impacting you your obligations to do something is a, a kind of form of control in some respects, which is quite interesting. So I don't have a Garmin watch, I've got the Apple watch and it has stand. So I'll, you know, I, I'll be like, alright I'm going to go and stand a bit, actually go and do a wee walk, which is good for me. Ultimately it's all going to benefit you. The other one is yeah. like your steps for the day and your calories and how many, how much you've burnt or your exercise. And you see the rings on the Apple watch, you've got those rings and you look at it and you go, oh, I've not hit my rings today. And, you know, if you, if you really paid attention to that, you could really get quite focused on <laughs> making yeah. sure you close those rings every day, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's just, I'd be interested to know what everyone thought about that. I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's a bit yeah. left field. I think, but, I think that's yeah. really
1: entered the mainstream, like the the awareness of your 3,000 steps. It's it's really a yeah. big deal now, I reckon. Mm,
0: yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's yeah. like... Um, it's, it's like outsourcing your, uh, your your the 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 healthy the healthy thoughts in your head. <laughs> You've kind of like outsourced it to to whichever gadget prompts you to to say, "All right, well, do I want to be nagged by this watch all day, <laughs> or do I just want to get up and do it?" And then yeah. uh, your thought process goes into, "Oh, I need to do this for for today. Oh, have I done this?" And you know, it just kind of it, it kind of helps. I think that that going forwards, and if you, I think the last um, Apple. Um, you know, key was it what their keynotes or or their last releases for the for the Apple Watch and everything? I think they're mm. focusing a lot more on on that space, um, because I think I think lockdown has had a huge effect on on people, and yeah. when you're when you're stuck, when your days are blurring together and you, and there's no real break up. They to your really routine, are. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, I think these kind of prompts are, are really quite helpful when it's like move. I'm like oh. Got to... yeah yeah <laughs> i mean you can always ignore it but then it beeps you again like really move <laughs>
2: yeah even for like mental health you can like take a breath and stuff like that you know yeah, I mean, yeah that kind of stuff sorry oh yeah you to...
1: gadgets to save us from our gadgets right um, <laughs> yeah so, so so two more two more gadgets that i love um are i've got a penguin vertical mouse um which is pretty sweet and uh, is a lot it's only, you know I think it cost me like 65 quid or something and that's that's basically it looks like a joystick that doesn't move um, and so that keeps keeps mm. my hand on its side and the good thing about it is it's ambidextrous so I can switch it to the other hand um, mm. the the thing that goes with that is a, uh, a wrist um, pad you know those sort of raised wrist pads they're like 10 quid makes a huge difference to the hands on the keyboard um, as well and then the last thing is a set of, you know, 12 quid, um, uh, UV, not UV, sorry, glare blocking computer glasses. So they, Ooh. they're those glasses that sometimes are yellow, sometimes look a bit blue. Um, they block the blue light and block the glare from the screen. And I even watch TV with them in the, in the evenings because that the blue light that comes off a screen, including the TV um, blocks the melatonin production, which is what helps us to go to sleep at night.
2: Right. Um, so I, I've got a question often. about that. Like, so I was looking at that last night, Oli, actually, yeah, um, I was looking, where did you get your, can you like send me, cause I genuinely would like to try them, um, mm. some blue likes I looked at Amazon, uh, but I wasn't sure, like there's some like, yeah, for, sure. like 10 quid, I'm like, are they, are they the right ones? That kind of thing. If you've got one that you could recommend, please, please let me know. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I will.
1: There's two or three brands that I tried. <coughs> Um, and they were all good, um, but the one I bought another pair of and and have been wearing for i don 't know two years so i'll 'll put it in the show notes and uh, and also okay. send you a link and I think they were they were literally like 12 fourteen quid um, they're okay. not they 're not an expensive better kit because they 're not optical right they're just uh, they 've mm. got no no magnification. Yeah, all right guys we 've covered a lot. Thank you yes. um, for joining us, Ben. And, uh, yeah, it's been fun. And, and sharing all of your thoughts. Maybe one last Taking... thing. Go on. What do, you, what do you think about artificial suns, about sad lamps?
2: I've never used them. Um, but I suppose if, if they help, then why not, right? If people obviously have you know, a seasonal affective disorder and it's something that helps them, then, then why not? I think I think for me it's a kind of more pertinent point would be actually for people to get outside when it is sunny. And maybe if you're able to break up your day, you know, and stop working <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> um, which I'm sure all of us could probably say that we've done. Um and take advantage of the fact that if the sun's out, even if it is cold, just go out and get it uh and enjoy it even for even if it's for 10-15 minutes just do something um because it'll make a world of difference and it'll break your day up a lot better um but yeah i've never had to use a sad lamp um or a you know a artificial sun but you know i can imagine it'd be quite helpful
1: i'll put a, a link to our one in the in the show notes as well got it about about two months ago three months ago and uh and what really got me was just all the so many engineers over the years you know software engineers saying look i i am suffering with mood and i thought good Mm -hmm. for you mate for for telling people like good for you for recognizing it um but with that they would almost always say and i've got my sad lamp and i couldn't get through winter without it um especially mediterranean friends just you know they obviously miss the sun more than most and uh just I just rave about them so i was reading the review before i got it on amazon and uh and one particular guy said be careful with this one um you don't want to have it on for too many minutes um on your first day of using it because you might get a headache and it might keep you up too late at night and i thought wow this thing is obviously powerful and uh and they you know i just can't live without it now and i and to me it's not i notice it on the weekend if i don't have the sad lamp on um, just as, as in on the desk while I'm working, right? Just like having a light on in the corner of the room. And, uh, and, and I'll notice my mood is slightly lower. Um, but the thing that I notice the most at my desk is it's a little bit like having a coffee. It literally just wakes you up because it's like having the sun on your face. Um, quite amazing. Highly recommend. People check that out.
2: I'll have to have a look. Yeah. Hmm.
1: All right, Jonathan, have you got anything else on your mind?
0: uh no this was really fun uh, <laughs> i think that's the only thing anything <laughs> on my mind um but yeah no i think i think that is um i think that's pretty much it other than uh thank you uh ben for um jumping on this episode of pod uh, podcast as wolf well, this episode of problem busters it's <laughs> well, been a you pleasure got you got to right, right?
2: <laughs> it stopped me from because uh, this is my fast day right it stopped me from thinking about food for about an hour and a bit so guys oh. you, you, the pleasure's all mine right <laughs> <laughs> whatever
1: we can do to help someone in need right exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's it so we uh, we um, often we often finish with the uh the one thing you'd like to change in the world question mm. don't we so what's your one thing ben could be a couple
2: Ah, oh, there's a lot, come on. Um, the one thing you would like to change in the world. Do you know what? Because we talked about education earlier, let me, let me kind of make this point. I think what I would love uh, to change is probably introduce critical thinking into education generally. So that's the ability to look at something and actually look behind maybe the article headline or um, investigate and think more. It's not the thing that maybe that would change the world, but I think it would actually... Allow people to not maybe be blindsided by everything that they see on either social media or in the newspapers or anything. And actually, people to think critically about um, you know the problems that are being you know presented in the world. That for me is quite big because there's a lot of things like misinformation out there. A lot of things that's happening. You know, with the pandemic, people talking about certain things, you know, it's not real, it's this, it's that, you know, and all this, all of this kind of stuff. And I think a lot of people don't always spend a lot of time thinking about what they're seeing um, and just accept it for what it is rather than really investigating. So that's one um, kind of big thing. And I think just generally just makes people, you know, being, being, being able to question things to me is important regardless of what your viewpoint is being able to question and, being able to kind of uncover things and and hold people to account is important. I think you start that by teaching kids at a young age to do that. Um, And, you know, as parents, if you're going, if you would be parents or are parents or know young people, probably encourage it more. Um, it's pl- as I said, it's not going to change the world. It's not, you know, it's not like an kind of end world hunger, or oh, you know, like a, you know, I feel like I'm at a beauty pageant, right? <laughs> what, what should I say? I want to <laughs> I'm a be self. a doctor because I love animals. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. But equally, I genuinely feel like you know, your met, your mind, and your ability to question things and your ability to look at things deeply, um, you know, could actually have a real impact in people much smarter uh you know the future the me in the future might be able to change things right they may actually they might be the people that actually could change uh you know the world or whatever so yeah
0: awesome
1: well said well thank you for being on the show my friend and uh and folks don't forget to subscribe and uh jonathan look forward to the next episode
0: yes